Hello everybody, welcome to Tell With Tootie and today I'm so excited to share my space with this amazing, amazing guest. His name is Orlando Briggs. He's an actor, everybody, and um, he has an amazing story behind it. Let's, let's see. Hi, Orlando, how are you? Hey, hey, I am doing quite well, quite well, definitely happy to be here. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to share with all of my listeners our story and just have a good old time. How about that? Absolutely. I'm ready. Let's, let's do it. So actors lately, there's been a lot of commotion behind the acting world. <laughs> I mean, talking about the Oscars and everything that Hollywood is, is into nowadays. So now you tell me, how was your child, childhood look like? Um, childhood, um, it was interesting to say the least. I mean, because my dad was in the army, so we moved around a whole lot up until I was probably about 15. So, you know, so lived in different military installations around the world, he even spent like three years in Germany. I mean, hey, my brother was born there. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it was a pretty decent childhood. You know, my mom, rest in peace. You know, she was the best ever. You know what I mean? You know, she was one of those moms um, that was very protective of me especially girls I used to date <laughs> you know that was always interesting to see um you know but I was exposed to a lot of different you know different types of people different cultures and stuff like that which I thought was very cool so that's something I certainly wouldn't trade for the world how do you think that molded you to become the person that you are today living in so many places and seeing so many energies well, because, well, because knowing people's stories and, you know, you know, meeting people, you know, different races, different cultures, different walks of life, um, you know, you understand the world better. And in a sense, you're able to understand people better, uh, which really makes you a better people person because you know how to interact with people. Why you got into acting? Well, uh, funny story about that. Um, you know, how I got into it was my best friend, Kevin, you know, graduated high school with him. Um, he had started doing some acting stuff several years ago. And then, so around 2012-ish, he was like, you know, he first bit of bug and mayor was like, hey, you know, you should get into acting. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'll, like, you know, I was like, I never saw myself being an actor, never thought it would actually happen. And then, so, you know, he, he kept at it for about five years, right? And then so he finally gets me on the set of this movie they were filming in Memphis at the time called Brian Banks. And, you know, he was there and kind of pitched this whole thing about, you know, we hadn't seen each other in some years, which we had, you know, it's been a while. He was like, you know, we get on this movie set, man, we get paid and hang out. Okay. So I get on the set and then ironically, that's where I meet my first agent. Um, you know, she was there, was talking to me and Kev and then, you know, long story short, you know, actually if we were signed, Kev was signed at the time. And I was like, no, I'm not signing anybody. And then she looked at me and was like, well, are you interested in having an acting career? And at that point in the mind, I've known Kev about 20 years and I've never seen a bigger smile on his face before or since then. He loves it. And he's really good at it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I kept telling him, like, I don't even know where to start. And so now I have this agent that wants to sign me, so I don't have that excuse anymore. So... Um, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then after, you know, after I signed that first contract, I just took it from there. So what was the first acting gig you have? 
Um, let's see. I've done, let's see, so far I've done, um, you know, a couple films, you know, Brian Banks, then a Hallmark film called Creams at Graceland. Um, I did a lot of theater, uh, which most of that was in D.C. And then I know the last gig I completed was a, was a virtual play, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, we did that through Zoom. Um, and, you know, so that's the work that I've done so far, you know, and I'm definitely looking, looking to get into more into film, TV, stuff like that. What is life preparing for a role? How do you do that? Well, it's always different every time, but it's but, but really the main thing is, you know, once you, you know, once you're cast for a role and you have a particular character and you know the character description, like, you know, what this character's personality is, um, you know, the biggest thing that I would do is, okay, is find out, okay, who in my life reminds me of this person? You know what I mean? Like, like, because, like, if I get a role where it's like a grumpy drunk guy, okay, what grumpy drunk guys do I know? And I can channel that energy from them um, to, you know, to get into that role. And then, you know, and even when it comes to studying lines, you know, the one of the first things that actually the first thing I was taught as an actor, the very first director I ever worked with, was like the easiest way to know your lines is to know the story. So if you know the story as to what's going on it's very easy to pick up on what you need to say in a particular moment. Um, you know, and then just basically just, you know, not only challenging that, challenging that, but then different, um, the way I do it is, you know, I channel different, you know, different characters from shows and movies that may remind me of that particular character that I'm in and then kind of make it my own. Hmm. Do you think that, as an actor, you know, you have to submit yourself into a story, right? And some of these stories are very challenging to even assimilate, you know, because usually the ones that make it to the big screen are, are impacted stories with a great outcome or a not so great outcome. So would you say that it will influence yourself, your personal life, to submit yourself to a role? Do you think that you are able to channel those energies and come back and assimilate your real life completely different from the roles, or do you think that there would be spaces when you can continue you know portraying the role well i've experienced a little bit of both um and it always depends on how like deep i immerse myself into a role um i mean because there's been some roles that i've gotten into where i'm easy to kind of just snap back into right back into me Right after that, and then there's others, you know, that I've done some method acting acting for, and it got a little hard to get out of it. But that, it wasn't too bad. Um, but a lot of times, I will say, like it is actually true when they say some actors need therapy after after doing yeah. the role. You it's know what I mean? Because yeah, because yeah, because a lot of because honestly, a lot of the roles that you get into, it feels like a therapy session because you're dealing with a whole lot of different emotions and things like that, especially if you're challenging something that triggers you anyway. And then you're acting on it in a role. Um, so I always say it just depends on what kind of role is it. But usually the most impactful ones are the ones that's harder to get out of because you want to be that impactful in that role and give a great performance. So, um enable for you to do like a, an amazing performance an award-winning mm -hmm. performance to a role in this case like let's pick a, a, a very unhealthy role so mm -hmm. somebody who's abusive or some 
a role that requires for you to submit yourself into an addiction, whatever it is, or to gain weight or to lose weight, how do you snap out of the world into your own reality? And how do you protect yourself from becoming the role that you're performing? Shoot. Well, a lot of prayer for one. (laughs) 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 Like before and after, because, because, it's, I know it was one I was especially kind of tough to get out of because I happened to play a drunk guy, you know, even though he was, you know, addicted to alcohol, affected his whole life and things like that. And, you know, I even had to sit there and, you know, drink out of this water bottle and pretend like it was vodka. But it was like, you know, and because, you know, I did a lot of drinking in the past, I kind of had to channel that. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to stop drinking. I'm trying to do this. and Or at least cut back some. And then I'm going back into this. And it's just... And because I've been in a lot of drunk moments before, I had to go back and rechannel all that. Um, even some of the drunk moments that got me in a little trouble in the past. Um, and and to get out of that, like I literally just, I, I literally had like when I did that role, I literally had to pray after that, and then get some, then get someone in the cast to pray with me, because <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like because I really was still for guidance. Yeah, yeah, you know, really feeling emotion like that alcoholic person, even though I'm not that anymore, because the show is done. I'm like, look, I need, I need you to pray this out of me, please. <laughs> it's not good because I was tempted to go. I was tempted to go home and drink as soon as I got finished. Like I was going to go home and have some drinks. No, that's not healthy. So it definitely took a lot of prayer, and and what I've also started doing recently is a lot of meditation. I love meditating. Oh my God, I love it. I think I have discovered the hands of God in my own hands. I love it. I think it was I, it's amazing. My whole thinking in meditation, I think you have changed my life. Yes, meditation. Oh my gosh, it is so peaceful and therapeutic and then you can clear your head. You feel so much lighter when you're finished. Oh my gosh. The fine of acknowledgement and you connecting with yourself and and. and giving the value that you deserve back within you know we as human we always seek for validation for others but meditation really focus on you acknowledging giving the value by finding those tools within yourself it's so amazing i love it i i feel that it's the best in the world would be much different if they practice if they made this a practice so i applaud you for that (laughs) so for um People are not in your industry. You know, they usually reach for LA, New York when it comes to theater, LA when it comes to acting. Atlanta has been now one of the big, you know, it's, it's uh, becoming one of the big makeup for actors too. Uh, mm-hmm. Within the past, I don't know, five, 10 years, I will say. Um, what makes you go to Washington, D.C. and now Texas? Hmm. Very funny story about those. The thing is, like, with D.C., honestly, I was in a relationship at the time, and I was still in Memphis with someone who was in D.C., and then she was all like, well, you know, you can move out here, and, you know, we can be together, so it won't be long distance anymore, and, you know, they have an acting scene over here in the DMV. Oh, so I was like, oh. Women always bring in the drama to you guys' life. <laughs> oh, my God. In the back, in the, the, the interesting part about that was everything but the relationship worked out. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> like literally, but um, so that's what brought me out there. You know, just being with her, and uh, but I mean, they do have a decent acting scene though. 
Um, especially in theater. You know what I mean? Because I've actually done the bulk of my work in D.C. so far. Oh, wow. You, you know, because they have a lot of stuff going on with theaters. And, um, you know, and I've done um, a number of interactive murder mystery shows, too. Those actually a lot of fun. You know, it, it like, yeah, because those, like, I got to play a drunk guy and I got to drink for real. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Wow. Um, yeah, that was actually kind of fun. Um, you know, and then with Texas, because I was in Arizona after, like, I did move to Arizona after I moved from D.C. Because, again, everything but the relationship worked out. So, you know, but I picked Arizona, you know, because, you know, my brother was out there. You know, I hadn't seen him in some years. And I said, you know, I can move out there, you know, spend some time with him and stuff like that, you know. And I kind of miss the West Coast. I'm not going to lie. Like, I love the palm trees and all that stuff. Palm trees, weather, all that, you know, I miss nice. all that. You know, and then Texas, um, you know, because, because I had a commercial gig out here in Texas. Um, that's what initially brought me out here because, you know, I did this commercial for this company and they paid, paid me a pretty good grip. And I said, well, okay, you know, I kind of like Texas. You know, Texas has no state taxes. So, hey, I can you know, dig that. Like people are leaving the Bay Area to go to Texas, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, Texas is great. Um, you know, te Texas is definitely great. Um, you know, I mean, they start to have some acting stuff out here in Texas, but I'm like, you know, that's I think New York, New York is definitely going to be the next move and it's going to be the permanent one. You know, because there's so many opportunities out there. <laughs> so that's probably your next step? Yes, yes. That'll be the next move, and that'll be the permanent one. Like, after I move to New York City, I'm not moving out of it. Like, I'm just going, I'm going to be just there. I love New York City. <laughs> I love it. From oh, Berlin, listen, and I, I don't discriminate when it comes to New York City. I love it and I embrace it from Vernon Heights to the McPacking, from uh, Little Italy, from... Little mm -hmm. Haiti, from the Bronx yeah. to Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I love it. I honestly, I, I think that it's one of the most diverse, culture-wide, grounded, is, is a hustler. That city is just, it, it just motivates you to just keep going. It's just, you have a drive. And mm -hmm. I love the fact that it's grounded. You know, it's, it's, it's a city that has such a, much, such a drive and so much soul and so much culture but mm -hmm. grounded it's like i don't see that groundedness in la like mm -hmm. i i just don't see it i i take la like i take vegas you know just to <laughs> let me out of here <laughs> i will take new york for the whole you know a whole <laughs> summer of like Okay, two things. Like one, like I, I legit fell in love with New York the first time I ever stepped foot in it. Like I fell in love with this place. I literally was like, I gotta live here one day. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know when, but it's definitely gotta happen. And then two, like you ever thought about moving to New York? I have. I you know I have my my life here and my daughter here, but I always say you know, what? if I had enough money, <laughs> I will. Spend my winters in San Francisco and my summers in New York, even though they're extremely humid. But I love it. I honestly, it's, it's a city that I, I go every year. I found I find to go every year, and I have friends over there. And again, like I don't just get sheltered in one area because I think it has so much salt. And I am a person that I feel completely comfortable going 
everywhere in the spectrum. Like you put me in the projects and I'm going to live my best life. You put me <laughs> with the preppies and I'm going to live my best life. Like whatever you put me, it's going to be a 2D barren experience for me. <laughs> so I like, I love it. I have friends over there and I just absolutely love it. I, I've been in the Bronx. I've been in little Haiti in Jamaica. I, but I also been in Manhattan. Uh, I've been the meatpacking, I've been in Soho, like you put me whatever and I love it. I, I take it and I, I just, I think it's amazing. I get along with everybody, with the Russians, with the Haitians, with the Hispanics, with the Dominicans. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, the Dominicans are crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're cool, but they're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with, <laughs> with the prepping from the meatpacking too. So just bring it on. It's going to be an experience. I'm going to give you the experience of your life, boys. <laughs> love the diversity in life. And I love the diversity, just period. Because I'm thinking about moving to Brooklyn. That's the part of New York. I'm Brooklyn is cool. Brooklyn is cool. It's, and it's different, you know? Like, back mm -hmm. in the day, it used to be, like, such a stigma about Brooklyn. First of all, it's extremely expensive now. Like, it's completely different. And it's, it's gentrified. All of these areas are gentrified. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's really new. Yeah. It's really neat. Um, I like it. I think uh, New York is... is New York is the thing, it's a vibe, what I would say, <laughs> uh, for sure. So one, now going back a little more with the acting and theater, okay. right? Theater is just, is more raw. Theater, yeah. it, you know, you have to be on your toes. You have to know what you're doing. You have to learn, prepare for your scenes and your, what is the process for you to remember your lines? Um, I mean, as I said it before, um, like, you know, the first stage play that I've ever done, the first director I ever worked with, you know, he taught me that, you know, the, the easiest way to know your lines is to know the story. Mm -hmm. You know, what I do is I study the story first and then because, because the lines are going to tell it. So, you know, so I, so I go and study the story as to what's going on, you know, what each character is going through, not just my character, but the ones I interact with and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of know, you know, what's going on with which, um, which actually managed to work out for me because, like, the last taste play that I did, I literally had to change roles two days before the show. Mm -hmm. So I had to sit there and learn a whole entire new set of lines and had two days to do it um, before I went out there to perform it. Um, and it went out, went, went quite well. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, my gosh, that let me know that I belong. But, you know, it, I mean, but it's just, you know, you know, studying the character, studying the story as to what's going on. Um, you know, in each particular scene, you know, because, of course, you know, theater's going to have a lot of drama in it unless it's a musical. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, things of that nature. And, you know, different times, um, you know, because I've always managed to get along with my with my castmates pretty well. So I'm able, you know, to call, you know, call somebody in the cast that I'm working with on the scene and say, hey, you know, you want to go through this together, you know, hey, let's rehearse this together right quick. Um, you know, and that's worked out, too. So really just a lot of studying and collaboration is pretty much the keys to my methods of, of learning lines. So if you have to do a kissing scene with any actor, mm -hmm. what you pick? A kiss scene with any actor. Hmm. I've always had this thing for Snow Lathan, right? <laughs> with who? I've always had this thing for Snow Lathan, right? Like for the, like the longest, right? <laughs> like, well, you know, some, like, you know, girl from Love and Basketball and um, oh. what else was she? Not like 
practice. Yeah, she was in Love and Basketball. She was in uh, what's that Tyler Perry movie, A Family That Prays, Brown Sugar. Um, what else? I feel so ignorant yeah. right now. Oh my gosh, I've been in this country for 16 years. I feel so ignorant right now. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she was like the main girl that I was in love and basketball. She was the main girl that was in Brown Sugar. Um, you know, uh, yeah, she's been like in a lot of stuff. Hmm. Okay, let me see. Uh, I know what. I know what I got some. So, like, just can I pick a podcast or two? You can pick a podcast. Okay. Fine, you and Snow Lathan, how about that? <laughs> what is it? Okay, you and Snow Lathan, how about that? <laughs> how flattering, Orlando. <laughs> as, long as, as long as you're a good kisser, I do a scene with you. I only kiss good kissers. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to be good. Because you know, bad, we might have to fight out. <laughs> how <Yeah>. flattering. <laughs> so, yeah. if... And yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Like, cause my mom used to watch Love and Basketball all the time, so that's how I used to, that's how I saw her. And then, and then Brown Sugar Oak was like one of my favorite movies, and she's in it because it was her and Tate Diggs. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? You seen you seen any of those Best Man movies? Some of them. Some of them. Okay. Um, the one that was with Tate Diggs' character. The one, yeah, the one that was with Tate Diggs' character. You know, Tate Diggs was the writer that got into some trouble. Oh my god. You know what I mean? So, oh my god. So now but I played his girlfriend. So would you be comfortable doing a sex same sex scene? Ooh, you know what? I've never asked that before. And I was like, <laughs> I hope that never happened. I mean that's what about for the gig? Listen, what about for the gig? It's gonna it's gonna be a platform worldwide that is gonna take you to Canes. Like if you're gonna go to the Cane Festival with that. Will you do a project like that? Um, but I if you have to do, like... Well, I mean, I guess it would depend on what I'd have to do. You know what I mean? Because because there's different, like, you know, because there's different aspects of playing a character, even a gay character. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I can, because, you know, because I could wind up being in a role while playing a gay character and I don't have to kiss nobody. I just have that gay, just like, hey, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Well, I won't have to do anything. Um... You know what I mean? Now, as far as something like, you know, kissing another guy, like, I'm like, I hope and pray that never happens. But, um, but if, but if it's you're getting a, paid for it, do you think that, I mean, um, do you think that that would define, that, that wouldn't define your sexuality? I mean, you are, I mean, you know, you are, I mean, a, I, I, mean, I guess, developed person. I mean, I guess as long, I guess for me, as long as it's not like full blown making out, it would have to yeah. make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I cross the line with the tongue part. Like I don't know, I can't do that. <laughs> it's just a tongue. That would make me completely uncomfortable. Like, I will grow up. But if it's like a little, like a few pecs here and there, I can <laughs> deal with that. You know what I mean, like I can deal with that part. And then it would have to make sense. It's so funny you know? because you know, I would ask the same question to a girl, and they would be like, "Whatever, I'm getting paid. It's not a big deal." Like I, I. Women, we still, I think that we're still able to like separate our, our character to what we are from, um, from what we're doing, I guess, in a role. But I understand because there's much more taboo and much more judgment when it comes to the um, male industry. Well, it's, I mean, not only that, it's just, um, 
Yeah, it's just that, you know, women can get get away with a lot more with each other than guys. I really don't like, understand no. why, because, I mean, in instant, for instant, like I was just watching the other day a, a video. I thought it was completely disgusting. It's like, it, it, there's like this, oh, I don't know how I say it. I find a word that would be appropriate, but it's like this double standard of, you know, we look for equality, right? And True. look for fairness. Like in my, like my thing is like, I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're yellow, you're Taino, you're mulatto, whatever you describe yourself. Mm -hmm. But I, all I care is for equality, like fairness, right? Yeah. So I feel that, yeah, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to women, but there's also a double standard when it comes to men. Like I just showed a video the other day and this woman was literally slapping. They was arguing with this, probably his, her partner. She's slapping twice across the face with their two kids right next to her. Like this, mm -hmm. probably five something and he's like six something. She sla mm -hmm. she'd like slap him across the face in the middle of the street. This video is like viral and I'm like, what? Like I... I was looking at this and I was astonished and I'm like, what is going on? Like, if that would have been the opposite, if it was being him slapping mm. her like that violently across the face, it would be an outrage. It would be in every social media platform. It would be in CNN, M Fox, NBC, like everywhere. But we don't hold women accountable for the same thing as we held men. And, and that's, well, I mean, not only that, I mean, you think about it. I mean, how many times, you know, you had your girls trips and then y'all would like lay somewhere and just cuddle with each other, but it's just fine because y'all friends, right? But yeah. you know, guys can't do that though. You can't do that. Yes, it's a double standard. Like we do it all the time. We have, we have like pajama parties, sleepover, and we sleep, we cuddle in the same bed, we share makeup, we just, you know what I mean? We keep yeah. publicly like, oh my God, that's my best friend, kissing and cuddling. I love her and all these yeah. kinds of affection. Yeah. And yeah. if you see a guy, a guy's like, "Sup, bro? Sup?" Yeah, so, I mean, bro. like, you good? I mean, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm good, bro. And that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. It's like, man, yeah. I'm going through it right now. And the guy would be like, "You're gonna be fine. Hey, I'm sorry, man. You're gonna be fine. You wanna shoot some pole? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Are you cool? Are you? It's all good. <laughs> right? I'm just like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, we we need to we need to stay away from those double standards. We need to um, make sure everybody's doing the same across the board. So no kissing scenes, at least if you are not paying enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it, as, as long as we're not, as long as I'm not using any tongue or anything like that, I, I only pecs. We can only pecs and and with you know a lot of good it, zeros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, give me a few pecs here and there. I can deal with that. <laughs> so, what kind of movies or what kind of projects do you like to work on most? Like romance, comedy, drama? What do you like the most? Action? You know what? And see, I know, I like, see, I would typically say comedy, but I'm like, those are too easy because I'm like, you know, I mean, I can be silly anyway. Like, that's easy. But something like, uh, like, like a romance would be cool because, of course, you have to put a lot of emotion into it. Yeah. Um, especially if you know the part you're, you know, if you're expressing your love for someone, you tell him you love them so much and you just want to be with them the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Um, so that that would, I think those would be fun to do. Um, 
you know, like through like thrillers and dramas, I think those would be cool too because you're de- because you know you're being like you know fully serious and then you're channeling a whole bunch of different emotions depending on the situation. So, um, and you know, and those would be challenging for me. And I think, but I think I will have fun doing that because it's challenging. You know what I mean? Because it's challenging me as an actor to go somewhere where it's the opposite of myself. You know what I mean? Makes sense. It makes sense. So um, a lot of people love to do characters like villain characters. Um, <laughs> what would you What would you think about that? Do you like villain? Do you like make a villain or a good hero? No, I mean villains are actually fun. I mean, I I, I understand why actors say they love playing villains because they're actually fun. Because you can sit up be a complete butthole and get away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what you're supposed to do. It's almost like it's like you can you can make your alter ego come out to play without being judged. Right. You know what I mean? And then and then it's also very therapeutic in a lot of ways because you know, you can think of, you know, some you know, because you can like look at the other character and kind of visualize them as someone who like, you know, did you wrong, treated you bad or whatever, and you just take it out on them. Or whatever. Those so emotion for personal experience. I made, yeah. It's like, you know, you did me wrong. Now I'm going to put all this energy to this card and I'm going to make it a war out of it. Mm. Right. Right. Because think about it. Because, like, because let's say, okay, let's say, like, if you're in a role, you're the villain and, you know, you're thinking about, you know, a guy that cheated on you in the past. And so you're visualizing the other character that you're talking to as the guy that cheated on you in the past. You're just going off and just doing this and all these emotions coming out. You know what I mean? So it's actually kind of therapeutic and fun at the same time. Like, you know, you get a whole lot out of your chest that way. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. So what do you think about Hollywood in general and the input that they have put in our society and the influence they have in our, in our children's life? Uh, over there. <laughs> Hollywood is wild. <laughs> I'll say that. Hollywood is definitely wild. I mean, because I've, I've spent time in L.A. and Hollywood, you know, doing auditions and stuff like that, and they definitely got some wild stuff going on. But I do get concerned sometimes about, you know, especially the influence they have on, on our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, because, you know, you have a teenager, I have – two kids you know i have two preteens and you know and i look at some of the stuff they watch and i'm like yeah. you know i mean because even now you know what i mean like marvel's coming out with movies that have sex scenes in them i'm like okay when they start doing disney that. disney just uh there's a, a producer um forgive my ignorance or my lack of you know venturing more in this note but uh he recently hear about a disney producer trying to push um, or change the originals and make them more LGBTQA plus friendly. Yes, because um, the Eternals did that. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, they did one good move by making, you know, one character deaf and they had a deaf actress playing it. That was great. But then in that same movie, you have this guy right here who's gay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, I understand wanting to have that inclusion. I get all of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's just, I just feel like, like, do you have to include that in literally everything we watch now? You know, because that's why I say, like, you know, with the gay roles, it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Not it be forced right there. And especially, like, with a movie like The Eternals, that's, an, that's a Marvel film. And, okay, it's bad enough. I'm like, okay, since when did Marvel start doing sex scenes, for one? 
And then for two, I'm like, okay, you have you having a gay character there, and then we having our kids watching this. You know what I mean? Because when I first saw the Eternals, I was like, and mind you, like you know, I had the boys with me when I was watching it, and was not expecting any of that. So I'm like, uh, okay. But we have a lot of projects out there in Hollywood, and a lot of projects like uh, tours. I mean like same-sex relationships and more awareness to Mm -hmm. like everything that is going on and how people are feeling, right? Um, Do you think that it's okay for Hollywood to put two cents when it comes to people's reality like that? Do you think that it's a form of manipulation? How do you feel about it? I mean, I'm not a fan of the manipulation. I mean, I understand that, you know, that such a community is out there and they need to be included. I, Mm -hmm. you know all the way for that you know what i mean yeah like hey you love who you love who am i to judge but at the same i do feel like hollywood is trying to force feed us that because they play because because you have at least one lgbtq character and literally everything that's out there Mm -hmm. like literally everything you watch is at least one and it's like okay was that really necessary in that situation it's like they're trying to force it because for example because you know i mean i don't know if you watch power I, I haven't, but I, I know it's very popular. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a real good show. Um, you know, I, I think I started binge watching it like three years after the original series came out, but now. What like, network? Oh. Which network is Power? This is uh, 50 Cents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's 50. Um, and uh, it's from Star, like it's from Star, but you can watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then now I'm He's like, so what? controversial himself, it's crazy. Oh my God, 50, oh my God, 50 is wrong my life. People have been telling me for 20 years I look like 50 Cent. I don't understand. You, you kind of look like it, <laughs> seriously, a little bit. This guy is so controversial, it's unbelievable. He really is. Very and smart and uses his his his, um, his platform is in the most antagonistic, but you listen, he's laughing all the way to the bank. All, yeah, the, all yeah. the power to him, all the power to him. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> And it's funny because even now, since I became an actor, people trying to manifest me playing 50 Cent in the movie one day. I was like, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Take that. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, so, but then, like, the latest thing in Power, like, that Power Book 4, um, you know, it's based, you know, it's a spinoff based on one of the characters from the original show. And, you know, and they, and they have this girl there, and then, you know, she's in a lesbian relationship, and I'm looking at that, like, was that necessary? Like, was that necessary to that character? Because it felt like they just threw that in there just to say, well, yeah, we have a you know LGBTQ character in here, but it was it didn't make sense for that to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, especially like four episodes in, she wound up killing her lover anyway. So I'm like, mm. okay, what does that make sense? You know what I, mean? I think that um that they are trying to accommodate to a reality and bring light to what humans nowadays look like and, and, and what we lack of and what we have to adjust to. And um, I think, uh, my personal opinion, there is, you know, there is a, a, the more inclusive way to talk about a community is like bringing them out to the spotlight, just to make them real, make them reality. Mm-hmm. I think that we should uh, uh, be descriptive uh in discreet in some aspects but it's you know it's definitely something that is part of our reality and we have to embrace 
to acknowledge, respect, but we have to also be super mindful about it and respectful of other people's opinions and how everybody, you know, raise their family and how they put their best foot forward. Yeah. So, um, Hollywood is funny. It's funny because uh, I, you know, and just by the recent events, you know, we are, they hold everything in such a high regard, right? And this immaculate spectrum, such a beautiful and glamorous, but inside is, is full of neglect, abuse, mm-hmm. lack of resources for some communities, berate, uh, um, manipulate and sources, and so and so. And I'm sure you, you know, you will agree with that because I'm sure yeah. you, you've seen it more than once. So um, I feel that when you have a platform like Hollywood, you know, when you have such platform and you held everybody into a standard, whatever that is, you know, um, you're supposed to act like it. So when we find often these people with these huge platforms and people looking after them and kind of like acting in a most inappropriate manner, and that's the issue that I have with Hollywood itself. Um, mm-hmm. It's good that we are, you know, uh, that we're progressing with our viewers and enlightened things that need to be enlightened. But we also have to be very mindful of what we put out there because everybody's watching. And mm-hmm. we have a younger, you know, generation looking after that and acting on everything that we're putting out there. So mm-hmm. very, very careful. So your next step is New York. Yes. Theater or small screen? Um, definitely both. Um, because I know actors. Um, I know actors in theater and actors, you know, doing a small screen out there in New York that I can plug into, which I'm so excited about it. You know what I mean? Definitely excited about it because I'm definitely saving up now to make that a reality and be able to invest. Um, definitely that. I know my end game is the big screen. Like that's my end game of all of it, you know, to get into movies and stuff like that. But then I'll, but they're also, you know, building a resume on the way. Yes. Um, is that who you have to take headshots all the time? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. I like updated headshots and then walk because one of the first things I got to do. Some of that movements in New York is take new headshots. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I take new headshots, you know. Um, I mean, which I understand because, you know what I mean, because stuff may happen, you know. I mean, heck, I may mess around and gain 20 pounds this time next year, and they got something I got now. But then when they see me for an audition, they're like, wait a minute, you didn't look like you looked. How the COVID era has been an actor? That slowed down a lot? It started off terrible because, I mean, when COVID first started, every literally everything shut down. Stop. Which messed me up bad because I had just moved. I had just moved to Arizona like two months before the pandemic started, and because I was like, "Man, you know, I can move out to the West Coast. My brother's there, and then LA's around the corner, a couple hours away, and have a lot of opportunities." And I and I had all this momentum going, and the entire industry shut down. To where there, nobody was really doing nothing. Like it took a while to even get into acting, virtual acting classes. Wow. Like, it took a while to even do that. So that killed every bit of the momentum. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is depressing, man. <laughs> like, I came out here to get into it, but 
over time has gotten a lot better. Um, oh, I'm so glad too. Cause I'm like, cause it didn't look good at first. It did not. Everybody look. Orlando is, was a nightmare. So have your personal life been challenged by your career or um, vice versa? I mean, I would say both in different ways. You know what I mean? Because of course, you know, I'm because because right now I'm trying to build to a point where I'm acting full time. So of course, you know, so I got to pay the bills. So yeah. work, you know, work a little day job here and there, you know, especially in between gigs, because I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm really trying to do this, but I still got bills to pay and yeah, kids to take care of. So I got to do that. So, um, you know, it's been challenging, you know, how to deal with it, but it's something, you know, different things that I learned as I went along to myself, okay, I can do this and then do this. It's just a matter of planning it out and, you know, b making it work. Because if you want it bad enough, you'll make it work one way or the other. Absolutely. So I, Absolutely. Uh, I agree with yeah. that. So is your um, love life being affected by your career at any point? Is bring insecurities or, or challenges? Yeah, definitely insecurities and challenges. Cause, and The funny thing is, and ever since I first started, literally every woman I've ever talked to or dated, I asked them the same question every time. I said, okay. What is that question? You know, it, which is, if I wound up being in a role where I wound up having to kiss somebody, yeah. how would you feel about that? Like, we need to have that conversation right now. Are you asking me? I'm asking you too. <laughs> <laughs> how would I feel? I feel that everybody, that's a career. It's like, you know, it's like if my husband is a gynecologist, how do you feel if I go and look at into, uh, women in the intimate manner? I say, well, you know, you're a gynecologist. That's what you do, right? In this mm -hmm. case, you're an actor and I'm knowing you as an actor. So, you know, that's a part of, it's a role, you know, it's a role that you do outside of our, our doors, outside of our, the comfort of our home. So I wouldn't be, There wouldn't be an issue for me, but I know that is is a trigger for a lot of women. So what, yeah. what have been the answer on your end? <laughs> I was just right against that. I got quite a few interesting answers. Um, yeah. You know, some they didn't like it at all. <laughs> Others, you know, other were a bit, a bit supportive, but they was like, well, you know, can we have certain boundaries? Like they'll say something like, you know, don't kiss them the way you kiss me. Okay, that's fair. I'm like, okay, that's fair. You know, nothing wrong with that. You know, it it depends on the kind of role, but I mean, the kind of role is what kind of scene it is. I said, but that's a fair request. You know what I mean? Um, because it do would you have, have, to you have? I mean, I I heard, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that all these scenes, like sex scenes and kissy scenes, are choreographed. They have to be choreographed for the camera. So a lot of a lot of the times, people are not. It's like you're choreographing something. You don't you don't have any feeling. You're probably uncomfortable. You know the way you have to put your head. You have to do this to be mm -hmm. able to get that shot. So I don't think there's much pleasure on it. I'm sure you know that human. If you if the other if your partner is kind of like you know cute in some way, you kind of you know. But I I think it's just it's a role. It's a job. Yeah, it's choreographed. So I mean, so it's not. So it's not as enjoyable as it looks you know what i mean like people it's look cho it's choreographed oh and so but if like you know we have to do this and do that because it literally takes an entire day just to film one scene and you have a hundred people behind you it's like a lot of people looking at you so you're like oh god this is definitely right it's awkward and then you're doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over you know what i mean so it's not as enjoyable as it looks You know, maybe the first couple of times, you know, yeah, if that person's cute, maybe the first couple of times, like, yeah, I'm kind of liking this. But after a while, I'm like, okay, this is no. Okay, my lips are getting kind of numb. Um, 
you know, okay, there's enough for this now. I mean, now it feels like I totally have bad breasts. I, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, like. She's not really a good kisser. It's a little slobbery. It's a, I have slob all over the place and I have to do this thing right. over and over again. <laughs> I, I read articles about famous actors and actresses who have had horrible experiences with other actors doing that because of bad breath and stuff like that. Oh my God, I can't. I can't. And I'm, just, just, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, just do like me. Eat, eat, eat a bag of Skittles or something. You'd be all right. You'd <laughs> 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 be all right. <laughs> Oh, Lord, it's been so fun to talk to you uh, about your career and all the things that you are ambitioning to. I think it's amazing. Uh, people in this job doing this, I think, uh, I feel that they need to do their job. And as they enjoy their craft, they have to use this platform to enlighten positivity and, and good habits. And we have a lot of good actors right there, and we have a lot of, you know, not so good, but you know, we're here to improve ourselves, right? right. So I love when, uh, you know, you're so dedicated and mindful of, of your craft and also looking out for everybody else. So that's amazing. That's, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're ba- balancing your personal life with your acting. Um, and I wish you nothing but the best. And just to wrap up this episode, I just encourage everybody to do what makes you happy, what give you that drive, what give you that amazing feeling in the morning. Just go out, go out there and do it and make fun out of yourself. That's the only way you are going to be happy. Don't take things too seriously. Do your craft and enjoy. Live your best life. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Orlando, for sharing with me your experience for being here with fellow with Judy. And to everybody that is listening to us, remember, you can follow us in all major podcast platforms and Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and all major podcast uh, platforms. And thank you so much for listening. And I love you all. Thank you so much, Orlando. I hope to see you soon. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me.